Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to worship at his throne. He is the great and mighty God, bigger than all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, Christianity is the deepest level of relationship on earth. Christianity. When you have a relationship with the owner of life, is the deepest. Am I saying something? But you see, mentality is the reason we don't see Christianity in that light most of the time. Mentality shows who a person is. Mentality. What you think is who you are. What you think is who you are. So when you see a Christian, but everything about him is speaking something else, it's not because he's not a good person. Something is in his mind that makes him behave that way. Praise the Lord. And it is usually what you feed on that determines what you become. What you feed on. And when I say feeding, I'm not only talking about putting food in your mouth, but also putting knowledge in your mind. It's called feeding. So many carry wrong conceptions about Christianity because they are wrongly fed. They are wrongly taught. Wrong teaching will produce wrong Christians. And that is what we have in our society now. We have all manner of teachings because we have all manner of pastors. So Christianity has become more like, what will God give me? And you see, what that means is that we see Christianity as God's version of juju. You get a point now. Christianity has become like God's version of juju. When a person goes to a juju man, he has no relationship with the juju of the juju man. But he is going to collect something from him. And so he goes there and pays obeisance to the juju man and then say, come and give some sacrifice and then you will get what you want. We have made Christianity a version of what juju people are doing. And simply because of wrong leadership. And when I say leadership, I'm talking about pastoral. What you are fed with determines what you become. So if you go to church with the mind of, let me give offerings so that God will bless me, you are doing what the Jew people are doing. But you see, Christianity is more of relationship with God. Hallelujah. And the Christian miracle or the Christian wonder is not a juju kind of wonder. It's a wonder of knowledge of God. Your knowledge of God is what brings a miracle. In the, in the area of juju, you don't need to know the juju, where it came from. You don't need to know anything about it. You just go and then they give. But when you come to God, what God gives you is as a result of how you know him. Knowledge of God is what brings a miracle in Christianity. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through what? The knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us 
all things pertaining unto life and godliness through what? The knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. So the knowledge of God is what brings all things our way. The Christian's miracles, the Christian's wonders is directly related to the knowledge of God. While the juju wonders, you don't need to know anything. Just go there and then juju will slap you with something. Praise the Lord. That is why when Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 1, when he came to Jesus, he said, we know that you are a teacher. Verse 2, that come from God. Because no one can do these miracles. Why? You are a teacher. That is why you are doing miracles. So the miracles that Jesus offers is related to knowledge. The teacher teaches and miracles come. That is the difference. You see, this is what is making Christianity becoming something else. Because we have not considered those people who are coming into Christianity only knew about Juju before. And here are pastors offering them or teaching them things that look like what they go for in the Juju uh, shrine. And so they come with a mentality of, oh, if I don't go to Juju, then I will come to God. He will do the same thing. Because of that, a Juju man can change overnight and form a church. And say, because church is a good brand, you know. And say, you're in some abosom. You're quite sorry. It's a good brand to do juju. You get the point. So, we now go to church with juju mentality. So, a majority of people who call themselves Christians are not actually Christians. But because of what they are looking for, which they will feel ashamed to be seen going to juju, they look for juju churches to go. And because of that, juju people too have organized juju churches. Is somebody here I'm talking about? So if you are a Christian and you have not understood these things I'm telling you, then you can easily, easily be taken off the way. You see, pagan wonders is what is called magic wonders. Like what happened when Moses went to Pharaoh, they drop their rods and they got similar thing that Aaron's rod brought. But you see, Aaron was able to take back his rod because God has taught Moses how to take back the rod. But the Jew, they don't have a clue how to take back their rod. So their rod was marching around and Aaron's rod swallowed all those rods and Aaron took it back. If they knew how to take back their rods, they were taking it before Aaron's rod swallows their rod. But they don't know how to. So Juju can offer you things that when problem is around, you are on your own. So you go to Juju, for instance, you want a child, and then a child is given to you through Juju means. And then the child comes and becomes a kleptomaniac. Stealing all over the place. And then you are wondering what is happening. What can go to the Jew man and say, My child is stealing about the child you gave me. What can you do for me? He said, Well, I don't know about that. 
You came to ask for a child, you have gotten a child. But when God offers you a blessing, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow unto it. Why? Because knowledge brought the blessing. So you know how to do with it. Praise the Lord. You know, in the book of Psalm 103 verse 7, the scripture says, He made his ways known unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. So Moses, who is a spiritual leader, had knowledge of God's ways. He was the one whose rod parted the sea. He was the one who was offering the Israelites what they were looking for. And they were getting breakthroughs and they were excited about Moses. He said, Moses got these things through the knowledge of the ways of God. Are you getting it? And the children were just collecting the arts. Art is magic. Way is knowing how to let it happen. So if you're a Christian and you're only waiting for acts of God, then you are not a good Christian. But you should be a Christian who knows how to make the acts come. Then you are a good Christian. And that is what Christianity is offering us. That is what makes you better than the unbeliever out there. Because you know what to say when you meet one challenge or the other. But when it happens over there, they put their hands on their head, running scatter to find who can help them. But the Christian knows what to say. So Christianity is more of knowing the ways of God and therefore you are a son of God on earth. That is Christianity. Praise the Lord. This morning, I came with certain things in mind. But you see, the reason I will take my time to offer this is because last Sunday, I was listening to Pastor Stephen on the radio, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Ananda. And the last caller said certain things that set me thinking. Because you see, when someone speaks something you don't understand, you don't discard the person. So what is he saying? No. You want to know why he said that. Where is it coming from? Because it didn't really click. Because the person said, well, I am a Christian. If I decide not to know about diversity or trinity, but I am a Christian, is it wrong? Then I was wondering why. Why would you not want to know about Trinity or diversity, but you are a Christian? Do you consider that Trinity or diversity are, are not important? It's not something we should be discussing. You should be a Christian. Praise the Lord. And then he added that because, you know, he said, I am eating well and everything is going well for me. So if I decide not to know about diversity or Trinity, what does it matter? Then I said, wow. You see what Christians we have raised? In the book of Romans chapter 14, verse 17, he said the kingdom of God is not what? In meat and drink, but in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So his interest should be righteousness. His interest should be peace. 
his interest to be joy in the Holy Ghost and not what he is eating, which car he is riding, what house he is built. You see, but that is what Christianity has become. So today I came to teach the topic called to consider. And I pray that as I delve into what the Lord is giving us today, I'll be able to make good impact through this word. Praise the Lord. Called to consider. And I pick this from Isaiah chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Called to consider. Hear, O heavens. Give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. And they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner. The ox his master's creep. But Israel doth not know. My people doth not consider. Are you getting it? This scripture says the ox knows his owner. In the book of John chapter 1 verses 10 to 12, it says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Remember, the ox knows his owner. He came to his own and his own received him not. The ox knows his owner. But as many as received him, his own received him not because they did not know him. So as many as received him, they are the ones who have known him, right? To them gave he power to become the sons of God. So if you say you are a Christian, what you are saying, I'm a son of God. And if you are a son of God, it's because you know your owner. That is what makes you a son of God. And so he said, my people do not consider. Why the word consider? That is what we should look at. I'm talking about the first scripture we quoted. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 3. Put it on the screen again. The ox knoweth its owner. The ass is master. Master script. But Israel doth not know. He does not know what? His owner. My people do not consider. That is the word I want us to look at. Consider. What does it mean? It has some meanings, you know. But the most important meaning for this concept is to think about something carefully. Especially in order to make a decision. Consider. Think about something carefully. Why should you think about something carefully? It's because the meaning of that thing is not on the surface. Am I saying something? So when you say consider, it means think and think through. It means think deeply. Think about something carefully. Why is that? Because when it comes to God, he is not on the platter. He is not shallow. He is deep. If you are not careful, you will not see anything. So, consideration is needed 
when relating with God. Praise the Lord. That is why I said we are looking at the topic called to consider. Why do we write exam? To prove that we know. Right? So the proof of knowledge is the reason for exams. Am I saying something? Now, have you ever seen an exam written in a very easy way for you to be able to get the answer? No. The questions of exams are always tricky. Am I saying something? Why is that? To prove that you really know the subject. That no matter how they turn it, you will catch it. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus Christ is God's exam for our eternal life. <laughs> Hallelujah. What did I say? Jesus Christ is God's exam for our eternal life. So we as children of God who are looking for eternal life, Jesus Christ is our exam. In the book of John chapter 17 verse 3, look at what it says. And this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Are you looking for eternal life? He said, the riddle between the God you have in mind and Jesus, when you solve it, you have found eternal life. Is it, is it clear? He was in the world. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. Will you solve that problem? He came to his own. His own receiving none because they don't know him. But those who are able to solve that problem... They are the ones who received him and they are the ones who became the sons of God. They are on their way to eternal life. Praise the Lord. So, it shows clearly that many people think they are going to heaven who may be disappointed. Because eternal life is about passing the exam of Jesus Christ. Am I saying something? In the book of John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40, look at what Jesus himself said. Search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. Is that right? And they are they which testify of me. Remember he said, uh, the true God and him who is sent. He said eternal life, about eternal life is testifying about me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. So Jesus said, the riddle of God and the one who is saint is all about me. If you want eternal life, it is me you should come to. Go and search the scriptures. You will find it. Praise the Lord. So when you say eternal life, it's an exam to find who Jesus is then you are ready to go. <laughs> Many people don't think this way because we form our own righteousness. We form our own things that will make us go to heaven. And they say, you know, uh, you should not fornicate. You should not. Look, let me tell you, there are a lot of pagans who don't fornicate. A lot of Muslims who don't fornicate. 
There are a lot of free thinkers who don't fornicate because they have a mentality that that is why they won't do it. They are not Christians, all right. So if that's what takes you to heaven, they should all go. But it's about Jesus. That is why Cornelius, with every good thing he was doing, God told Peter, go and show him Jesus. And God told him, somebody is coming to show you Jesus because you are doing well, but it won't take you there until you pass the exam. Am I saying something? So you see, we are writing exams and here we are fooling. If you are going to write exam and you are going about playing, when the exam comes, will you pass? That's what Christians are doing. Now, if, you, if we look at Jesus from the beginning, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we are told that a son will be born and his name shall be called the mighty God an everlasting father. <laughs> what does that mean? Why? Should somebody be born on earth and he shall be called the mighty God, the everlasting? Why? And then in the same Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, he said a virgin shall be with a child. Why? Why should a virgin be with a child? What confusion is God trying to create? Because we all know that for a woman to be with a child, a husband must be involved, there must be sex, and child will come. So that one is for what? What kind of problem is God trying to create for Mary, for instance, in a society where when you are pregnant and they, they don't know who the man is, and you must be stoned? What is God trying to do? Is somebody hearing me? But because it's an exam, Understand it. Some of the religions are struggling with Christianity and what Jesus, who Jesus is. Because they don't know it's an exam. They are looking for it on the platter. But exam, they say uh, 3x plus 4y and then they find x. They say, but x is there, master. <laughs> why, why should I go and look for him again? Is it not on the board? So, you are looking for it free. There's an exam. And notice it. When Jesus was born, the exam started. That is why it was wise men who came to identify him. They were not in the area. They said they were far out. Where's the farthest part of Ghana now? Wa? Wa? Or if in Nigeria, Maiduguri. And then they were coming why? For a baby that is born in Accra, you are traveling from Maiduguri? For what? Why should they do that? You know, I started telling you about why should God let a virgin give birth? Why? Why should wise men travel to go and look for a baby? Is it the first time baby will be born? And then they traveled and they carried money. They carried treasure. And then they came and then they, they went to the king and said, we are looking for one baby that is born. He should be called the king of the Jews. Heba. You are going to cause trouble. King is on the throne. You say, we are not looking for you. We said, baby, we are looking for. He is better than you. <laughs> now, that is trouble. You heard, you heard of what Herod did afterward. He sent and killed our children. Because trouble... 
Why should wise men, they call them wise men, why should they do that? Because Ezam is on the paper. And, then, and they called him the king of the Jews. And they worshipped him like God. Why should grown-up wise men travel, spend their money, their life, to come and worship a baby and then, and then do it as if he's God? Why? Exam. Why? Exam. It's supposed for us to know. You see, we are not thinking about this Jesus very well. So we think he is exam. And when Jesus was growing up, at the age of 12, he was seen seated with doctors in the book of Luke, chapter 2, thereabout. From verse 40 something. Sit in May 40 now. So sitting with them, and they were asking him questions, he was answering. 12 year old Abba who is this person who is this person exam is somebody hearing me and then the parents came and said child yeah, let's read that and it came to pass after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of doctors both hearing them and asking them questions 12 year old and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers exams and when they saw him they were amazed and his mother said unto him son why hast thou thus dealt with us behold your father and I have sought thee sorrowing what did he say and he said unto them how is it that you sought me we see not that I must be about my father's business. 12 years old. Business. Father's business. There are priests. There are doctors of the Lord. They don't do what you 12 old you are doing. And you are talking about your father's business. Why? Exam. Praise the Lord. Now, when Jesus grew up. He was always trying to find out whether they knew who he is. Why? Exam. So in Matthew chapter 16 verse 13 when they were walking on the coast of Caesarea Philippi you know what I'm doing right now? This is Churchill. And it is in your knowledge of this that will make you have your breakthroughs. And I am a testimony for the past 31 years I am not sick. Why? Because something has entered into me that sickness cannot handle. It is called knowledge. Something will enter into you that poverty cannot handle. It is called knowledge. Is somebody hearing? Something can enter into you that failure cannot handle. It is called knowledge. Something can enter into you that barrenness cannot handle. It is called knowledge. So Christianity is all about knowledge. Like we are doing. Now when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Why? Why, why are you asking? If I meet you, if I meet any of you, I met Osas. And I said, Osas, who do people say that I am? 
The sales will be looking at me like, ah, <laughs> if we know who you are, we think anything don't happen. <laughs> you, you, you understand that? It is not a question that made sense. But because he is telling them I am an exam. They should know who I am. Wow, that was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.